quarantine and may the odds be ever in your favor. I saw a meme that said that because various governors are opening up various cities and it's like, good luck because we shouldn't be opening up things yet. But I thought it was also like doubly funny because I read The Hunger Games this month. So I'll get to that later because it was one of the last books I read, but I just thought it was fitting. This is my April reading roundup. These are all the books I read in the month of April or the books that I attempted to read. I read 15 books this month, which is crazy. That's so many books, but I actually kind of feel like if I weren't in school, I would have been able to read even more. So I'm kind of curious to know how it would have been had I not had to do like so much homework and stuff while I was in quarantine because if I had just the freedom to read all day I think I probably would have finished like a book a day um, but 15 is like way more books than I've read ever so I think that's great I follow all these different people on like YouTube and bookstagram and stuff like that um, and they read like a book a day and I don't know how they do that I don't have I kind of don't have the patience to sit and read a whole book in one day to be honest but I also just don't feel like I ever have the time to just like get through like that many books but um, 15 is definitely a lot and it's fun and this is probably going to be another lengthy episode so get a snack or do this in pieces however you want to do it. Um, I should be working on a paper right now but I just wanted to sit down and record this instead. I By the time this podcast comes out I will officially be finished getting my bachelor's degree I will be I guess not technically graduated because I'm not having a graduation ceremony and I was supposed to have a graduation ceremony May 9th so I don't know when I will actually physically get my diploma but I will be officially done with school and I have an A in the class right now and I don't anticipate that changing so I will be graduating with my bachelor's degree with a 4.0 which is like summa cum laude, what's up bitches? Um, that's really exciting to be graduating with a 4.0. It means literally nothing, nobody cares, but it's exciting for me. I busted my ass in school and my school trajectory was not typical and it kind of was always put on pause for various things. So the fact that it is finally over is just like, I can't even comprehend that it's almost over. Um, but the fact that on top of all the fits and starts and sort of things that have happened throughout the years. The fact that I'm graduating with a 4.0 is very exciting. So I will officially be a college graduate when this podcast comes out. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to anybody else that's graduating like right around this time. I know that it sucks not being able to have a graduation. It's a big bummer, but I don't want to get into all that anymore. Um, so yeah, so this month I read... 15 books and there are five books that I started and did not finish so let's get into them first book that I read is Staying Fat for Sarah Burns by Chris Crutcher. I read this book for my sister. My sister hates reading and she's doing high school from home right now. So she kind of has the luxury of not exactly participating if she doesn't want to. Um, she's an excellent student. She also has a 4.0. Sometimes she has more than a 4.0, which is wild, but she just hates reading. And 
she's very smart so it's just like not her thing it's just not something she enjoys doing she's never liked reading I don't even think she's liked sitting for books so um being in Vermont there's not a lot of ways that I can help her and really be there for her so this is one thing that I can kind of help her is I can like read books and break them down and relay them to her and she appreciates the material when it's relayed back to her and she like you know is interested in it that way but she just does not like sitting for books so even though it might be a little bad I read her books for her a lot of the time or break them down or whatever so that's what I did with this book um and this book was actually really good it was about this boy Eric who is friends with a girl Sarah Eric is kind of like a fat boy he's like overweight like most of his life he's like really big and Sarah was burned when she was little so she has all these scars all over and people kind of consider her a freak and they kind of they're kind of outcasts banded together as friends and it's kind of about their friendship and sort of like what happens and some of the bad things that have happened to Sarah and it's just like it's a really sweet book and it, it kind of made me emotional like their friendship like this guy Eric is just like a really good kid he's just really a really good friend and really dependable and it was just really sweet some of the things that happened in the book um there are a lot of kind of like heavy themes there's themes of like abortion and are people supposed to have kids if they don't want them and things like that there's like religious themes and things like that it was actually just like a really really good book um, I had never heard of it before and it was written sometime in the early 90s so I think that's a little weird that I have never heard of it but I think it was really good I don't know that I recommend like everyone to go read it because it's like a high school book but I think it was really good I also sort of after I read this I remember there were books in like even elementary school or middle school where I always took things to the extreme and so like I would make more work for myself than was necessary and in doing so I would always be behind because I would have these just big dreams and big goals of how to make a book report like even cooler but in doing so I would get so overwhelmed because I was making so much more work half the time I never even finished the books which is so silly because I love reading and like that's the easiest part of the like your requirement for book projects and things but I would always take it so far that I would get behind and like all these random other kids that don't like reading would be able to finish the book just fine and I was always so behind I made so much more work for myself and it was just a mess but because of that I remember there were a bunch of books that I didn't actually finish reading or I didn't actually read I just had to skim through to like catch myself back up and I remember that there were a lot of books that seemed like they would be really good or books that I remember teachers talking about being really good, but like I didn't have the capacity to fully understand them at the time and now I would appreciate them more as an adult. I also stumbled upon this um, librarian who she is like a middle school librarian or something and she was talking about all of these various books that are so sweet or sad or emotional or they're just really good and they're meant for like middle schoolers and so I kind of want to see if I can find some of these books and maybe test out some high school books or some middle school books or things like that just because sometimes those stories are so much better than just like the adult nonsense that's constantly pushed out and so I want to kind of try to read some of those maybe and see how that goes or see what I think or whatever this librarian also mentioned that she didn't like where do the crawdads sing which anybody that I can bond with over hating where the crawdads sing is 
somebody good in my book. So I'm going to see some of the books that she recommended, see if any of those I think are good as well. And um, I'm kind of happy that I had to read this for my sister because I would have never heard of it or read it any other time. And it was, it was pretty sweet. And my sister even was like, oh, this makes me kind of want to read this book too because it just sounded really, really good to her. So if you're, you know, you need a book for a middle schooler or a high schooler, this is a great one. If you, for some reason, are like me and want to dive into some younger books, maybe you'll like this as well. It was just, it was, it was very emotional and there was a lot more to it than just this like friendship between these two. I don't know. It was, it was just, it was very good. It was very sweet. The next book was actually a book I listened to as an audiobook. It's Are You There Vodka? It's Me, Chelsea by Chelsea Handler, obviously. Um, this book fit the prompt for the challenge I'm doing, a book that has a pun in the title. There's not a lot of those books, actually, or if there are, there's not a lot that sounded interesting to me. I think a lot of the books that have puns and titles are more like fact books or like nonfiction over a certain category sort of thing and they're just not something I'm interested in so this was this is like a really short book it's like six chapters or something it's like not very long um so this or I guess it's 12 chapters it's like broken into six like files on audio but it's not very long you can get through it really quick I didn't have any opinion about Chelsea Handler before reading this and after reading this I still don't have an opinion on her she's just somebody that's always kind of there like I don't dislike her. I don't particularly like her. I think that she's kind of funny. I don't think she's the funniest, but like her stories are entertaining. Um, I had The Secrets of My Horizontal Life or something. I used to have that book. I read half of it, I think, and I thought it was funny, but I never finished it, I don't think. So I don't know if you're like bored and just want to put something on, like maybe it's whatever. If you like Chelsea Handler, then obviously um it's like entertaining I guess I I always like books that are by celebrities that are then read by celebrities I always prefer to listen to the audiobook if they have it um because I just think it is better in their voice because it's written by them and usually like authors of regular books don't record their own audiobooks because they're not you know whatever but um, when a celebrity writes a book, they usually do the audio for it. So I usually like listening to celebrity books, even if the celebrity isn't a celebrity I particularly like, it's still kind of interesting just to hear them tell their story. So I don't know. It's just whatever. The first book I did not finish is Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. I read this because I was like sucking up all the divergent stuff that I could. And this was another series that Veronica Roth had started. So I was interested in reading it. There's also this part that they were advertising that we can be mended which is like a fast forward of the Divergent series is at the end of this book so I specifically got this because of the Divergent series and so I read that first it's like a 30 page section at the back of the book and it's like a fast forward after the last book in the Divergent series I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you it was terrible Um, if you haven't read that little snippet of a story it was pointless it basically just puts four and Christina together, which makes zero sense. Zero sense. I thought if anything, four would end up with Kara or Kara, the erudite girl that was kind of seemed like she was interested in him, but that's not how it goes. And it's just, it's so pointless. There's no reason to just like carry on the story like that. It's over. Just let it go. Like if you want to do something else, then like 
bring her back to life or something and do this whole like new story. Like don't just like do 30 pages just to say that he ended up with her best friend. Like that's so stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And nobody's here for it. I don't think anybody liked it. So, um, then I started to read the book and the book is just like, it throws way too much at you. It's set in like outer space and it was too fantastical. I think I read maybe like five pages of this book and I just was done. Um, I was really excited because I thought that like, because I really liked Divergent, I would really like her other series, but I just couldn't get into it. And it was too hard to wrap my brain around. Like there's like all these planets and there's all these things happening and there's all these weird names and there's all these things that you're trying to grab onto. And it just felt like she was throwing way too much at you. It was kind of like, um, the cruel prince, how they just throw all this like fairy nonsense at you. It was kind of the same thing. And I just couldn't get into it. And I'm thinking maybe it's just like, where I'm at in my life, like my age, I don't know, but I think I've kind of grown out of that, that like genre of like super fantasy, like way, way, way out there that you have to like immerse yourself into a world. Like I hope, I hope that if I were this old and like I just read Harry Potter for the first time that I would be fine with that. But these sort of like super big like worlds that these people create, I just can't get into for some reason. So maybe there'll be something that comes along that will change that. But as of right now, it's just too hard and I just don't have the patience for it. So my next five books are in the Goddess Test series. It's The Goddess Test, The Goddess Hunt, Goddess Interrupted, The Goddess Inheritance, and The Goddess Legacy. Those are all by Amy Carter, who was only like 25 when she wrote these, so kudos to her. Um, I, first of all, I read these as a prompt, um, a book to reread or something. It's, it was actually like the prompt for this year was to pick a prompt from 2019's challenge, but all of the prompts on there were good. So there was this one that was like reread a favorite book or something, which I've already done. I've already reread several books that I like. So I just like put this one specifically for that category. Um, I remember really, really loving these. These were another like weird purchase from my dad where he just bought a random series for me. And I read these like instantly because they're about Greek mythology and I love Greek mythology. It's basically this girl Kate is put into like a modern girl is put into like Greek mythology and she's kind of interacting with gods and goddesses and she has to pass tests and blah, blah, blah to become a goddess. Spoiler alert, she does. And it's sort of like her time there and the things that happen and whatever. Um, they're they're pretty good. I used to remember, I remember like I really liked them. I really liked, I thought they were a really, really great series. Upon rereading them, I think they're okay. I don't exactly think they're like amazing anymore. Um, there were some moments that kind of drug and then there were some things that it just, I feel like it could have been better, but I still really liked them. Um, I, the first book I really like, the second book is just like a little novella so it's not even really a book but it's like just like a, a time in between um the third book i hate because the main two characters are kept apart for most of the book and i find that i get really frustrated when that happens um i will get to this later when i talk about the third after book that i read this month but I realized that I don't like it when characters that are together are not able to be together because that is what I'm interested in I think most of the time is their relationship so like in Divergent when I think in like Insurgent like the second book when they're kind of kept apart 
and they're fighting a lot and stuff like that. Like, it's so frustrating because you know in the end they're going to end up together, but they're not together now. And so it's just kind of frustrating and I just keep waiting for their, like, reconnection to happen. And it, I know that it's gonna, not going to be until the end of the book, but I just kind of want it sooner. That was kind of my issue with the third book in the series. They're just kept apart for a really long time, I feel like. And it's just, like, really frustrating. And then the goddess inheritance is like the final in the series. And then after that, there's the goddess legacy, which is like five mini books in one. And that's about some of the other gods and goddesses that aren't exactly talked about in the series. And it's sort of like told from their points of view. And it's like little short books all put together. And I actually really like that one as well, because you kind of get some behind the scenes stuff about some of the other gods and goddesses. So Overall, if you like Greek mythology, you'll probably like this. It's sort of like a contemporary Greek mythology whatever. Um, and I think it's just interesting and it's cute and it's just something easy to read. I am currently struggling right now because I prefer to read books that I can physically hold. I don't like to read ebooks and because the libraries are all shut down right now, I can't go and get books and because all of my books for the most part are still in St. Louis, I'm kind of stuck here without very many of my books and I just happen to have this series with me because I had the forethought to pack it at least, thank goodness. So I read this sort of in between some of the other books so that I could physically hold a book because not being able to hold books has been a serious struggle for me and I honestly feel like I read more when I have the physical books versus the ebooks because I just get tired of looking at my phone. I know it's convenient to just like hold on to it and like it helps like at nighttime. That's typically when I would read ebooks is at nighttime because then I'm not like sitting up with a light on bothering my husband while he's trying to sleep. So um, I would read ebooks because they're like, you can read them in the dark and whatever, but I just am sort of over holding my phone and reading them and I would much prefer holding a physical book. So I've been trying to supplement the small handful of books that I have here in between all of these ebooks that I've been reading and it's been like a so-so process, but, um, I do like the fact that I was able to read these as physical books. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, she wrote these when she was like 25 so again like kudos to her and I think that she does like a decent enough job um I don't think they're like the most amazing books that I've ever read but I just think they're kind of fun especially if you like Greek mythology you would probably like these the next book I read is Broken Hearts Fences and Other Things to Mend by Morgan Matson. It says by Morgan Matson. She also goes by Katie Finn. I'm not really sure what the difference is because I, it seems like the books that she writes as Katie Finn are the same as the books that she writes as Morgan Matson. So I'm not really sure why she has two names. Um, there was actually a moment where there's like that little review from another author at the top of her book. And it's like, this is the kind of book I wish I could write or something. And I realized it was by her. It was like her pseudonym at the top like it was just like her giving praise to her own book I think it was meant to be funny but if you don't know you just assume it's another author that's like praising her it was kind of weird anyway I read this book as a the prompt a book that caught your eye like the title caught your eye or something because the title I think is really cute it's like broken hearts you mend fences you mend other things you mend um the the other books in the series are ice cream, revenge, and other things to best that are best served cold, and then fingers, 
hearts and other things to cross. Like, I just think it's funny that they kind of do this, like, play on words sort of thing. So it caught my eye. I don't know where I got this book. I don't know how long I've had this book. I assume I got it from, like, a thrift bookstore sort of situation. Um, but it's, like, this bright pink book, and it's really cute. And I think it just, like, kind of caught my eye, and I was just like, oh, this sounds really cute, whatever. There's, like, a lollipop on the front cover or something. Um, so I just thought it was really cute and the title was cute and it caught my eye. So it fit for this prompt or whatever, but I've had it for a really long time and I haven't read it. And so I was like, Oh, I'll read it, whatever. Um, it was not great. It was cute. It was very beachy and it was very much like a book that you just want to read when you're sitting by the pool because it's like just silly and simple and lighthearted and, um, even though you know literally the whole way through what's going to happen and what's going on and whatever, it's still just like a simple beach read sort of thing. Um, it's definitely young adult. It's like teenagers. So it's not a beach read with like all this like love and scandalous stuff that happens in older beach reads, I feel like, but it's just, it's just simple and quick and beachy and like light. I don't know. It's, it's just... It, it's just very young adult. Um, it is not great by any means. There are books that are young adult, like Anna and the French Kiss comes to mind. That is way and above this book. Like that is way better than this book. This book is by no means on the same level as that. Um, so I don't want anyone to read this thinking like, oh great, this will be young adult, like blah, blah, blah. Like this book is not good. But it's just easy to read. So it's like, I don't know. Um, you can tell right away what's going to happen. And I sort of realized I hate it when I'm reading like a thriller or a book where there's this big plot twist and I figure it out. Like the kinds of books that I read where like, you know, I'm hoping that like, like you, you don't want to know what's going to happen. Like you want it to be this crazy like, oh my gosh. I never saw that coming sort of thing and I figured in like I realized in like romance or like romantic comedy type books you don't care because you already know what's gonna happen like when two people decide that they're gonna like fake date to make their whatever's mad you know they're gonna end up together or when there are two people that don't like each other but they're shoved together for something, you know they're going to end up together. And like stuff like that. Like those books like you know what's going to happen. So I don't mind that I already know what's going to happen. But like with books that are supposed to be like thrillers and they're supposed to surprise you and they're supposed to be like just like twists and turns and you're not supposed to expect it, I don't like knowing what's going to happen in those books. So the fact that I could have literally wrote this book myself I knew so much was going to happen. Like this book was way far and above. Like I could have written this book because I knew exactly word for word what was going to happen. And even still, there were some things that were mentioned that they didn't touch on or she didn't figure out or whatever in the book. So I know that those are going to be things that are brought up in the next book. And I already know what they are because I've already figured it out. Like it's just, it's not rocket science. This book is not, by any stretch of the imagination, like, wonderful, but it's cute, and it's simple, and it's easy to read, and it's another tangible book that I own, so it was nice to read a tangible book. Um, I plan to, in the next month or so, I want to finish the series because I want to see what happens. There's two other books, like I mentioned, and 
Um, those are books I'm going to have to read, you know, as eBooks or PDFs or something. I'm not really sure. They don't seem to be, they seem a little obscure and hard to find. So we'll see how those are. I'm sure they're equally as not great. I remember I've read a book actually by Katie Finn. It was called Top 8, I think. And it was not good. <laughs> it was just a very simple, like you could read in one day, sort of young adult book. Um, it's like those books where they just like mass, they just like produce like just book after book. And it's like, they don't care if it's great. They just are putting it out there kind of thing. That's sort of what it seemed like. And that's sort of what this author seems like. And I feel bad saying that, but it is what it is. Um, and then the Morgan Matson version of this girl, there's a book that she wrote, I believe, I think it's called Since You've Been Gone, that I've heard all across like booktube on YouTube, like every single person hates this book. So I'm thinking that this author just isn't that great. And I'm really sorry if there's anybody out there that knows who I'm talking about and they actually do like her. But um, it's just, it's very simple, quick, beachy, summery, whatever. And it's just like... It's just, it's good fluff, okay? It's good fluff. The next book I did not finish is January in the Calendar Girl series by Audrey Carlin. I read this book because my friend Tiffany is obsessed with these books and she wanted me to read them. But I got a handful of chapters, almost, I technically this book is like only like 200 pages, so I got like almost halfway through and I was, I just, I couldn't do it. Um, I guess the premise of the series is that there are I don't know if there's multiple girls or if there's a different girl every month or it's the same girl every month, but there's a girl and she's an escort for a different guy every month of the year. So there's 12 books in this series all throughout the year. And, um, I just didn't, ugh, it was not, it was not good. There was no story. There was no sort of like building up of the characters or anything like that. It was basically just like you put this like girl in this fancy situation and she has sex with this really hot guy and that's that and I realized I've been reading a lot of books that have a lot of sex in them like I've been reading well, I guess technically the only ones are the after books but um I've read like Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff like that I don't care about the sex in those books I would like the after series without the sex I would like Fifty Shades of Grey without the sex like I like the story that happens and I know a lot of people probably say that they're like I'm not reading it for the sex I like the story just like you don't read Playboy for the pictures. You read it for the articles. Heard that one before. Anyway, um, I really do just like like... I actually really like the story of Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't fully remember it, but I remember thinking it was interesting... There was some I don't I don't I don't know. I don't remember. And the same thing with after. Like if they took all the sex scenes out of after, I would still like the books. Like even though they're kind of toxic, I would still like them. So I don't care about the sex. Like I don't I don't need that to like entertain me. Um and actually sometimes I think it's like kind of like awkward. Like it just doesn't it's not necessary for the story. Um my husband is kind of getting into my head because we'll be watching something and he'll want to like fast forward through the sex scenes because it doesn't like fuel the storyline most of the time like you could obviously like show that they had sex and then like kind of keep going um he's like super into dialogue though so if there's ever scenes where there's like no talking it's just like not it for him um but I think, like, I'm kind of getting to that point where it's just, like, I don't care. Like, they have sex. That's great. Like, I'm happy for them. But it's not 
it doesn't need to like be like a thing and I think that a lot of these books especially like this these after books I think that they're they're written to be like smut and they're written to be books that you read just for the sex and um I just don't care and there's there was no story so I'm really sorry Tiffany but um I couldn't I couldn't keep going there are other books that she wants me to read so hopefully those I like a little bit better but um, this was a big no. The next book I read is by far the best book I read this month, and that is A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Husseini. I have read The Kite Runner by him, but I read it in high school, so I actually think I'm going to reread it, but that's the only book I've read from him. I read this because my sister, again, needed me to read this for her class, and she said that her teacher was like, this book is amazing. I cried. I don't ever cry. I didn't cry, um, but I do think this book was really, really good. It is basically just about two different women in Afghanistan and sort of their stories and the things that they go through and things like that. And it takes place like before 2001 and then after 2001, um, after 9-11. So it's kind of like this overarching like, all the things that are going on in Afghanistan and the Middle East at this time. And it was really interesting. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, like this is not something that normally would have like held my attention. Um, I read teeny bopper books. I don't read books that have like important meaning to them. So um, this book was very interesting and it held my attention in a way I was very surprised. The chapters are small and that is the easiest way to keep me in a book is for the chapters to be small because I will read a chapter and be like, okay, after the chapter I'm done and then I'll see that the next chapter is only like four pages and I'm like, well, I can get through four pages. Like I'll just keep going and I just keep going and that's how I end up getting through it and I actually read this book rather quickly because of that. Um, I would stop every once in a while and kind of ask my husband a question because he is well-versed in a lot of things. He knows a little about a lot and I would ask him various questions about various groups that were in Afghanistan at the time, the Mujahideen and things like that. And he would know exactly what I was talking about. So we were able to have like a dialogue about it. And at one point, um, well, actually before, before this, a long time ago, I saw a meme or something and it said, if you had to give a one hour long presentation about a topic, what would it be? And it's like basically something that, you know, inside and out, you would be able to give a whole presentation with no time to prepare and you would just be able to go. And a lot of people said like various TV shows. I don't even know what my answer was or what my answer would be at this point. I mean, maybe books in general I could talk about for an hour because they do that once a month. Um, but I really don't even know what my topic would be. But I asked my husband at one point and without even thinking, without like hesitating, he said Pakistan. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, he is a political science major and he just has a really big brain and apparently he knows enough to talk about Pakistan for an hour. He knows a lot more about other things as well. Like I feel like he could talk about various kinds of alcohols or he could talk about food or he could talk about sports or I mean he could talk about probably a lot of things for an hour but the fact that Pakistan is the first thing that popped into his head was wild to me and I haven't held him to that and made him actually do that but I probably will at some point um in this lifetime but there was one point throughout reading this that I stopped and I was asking him questions and he sort of gave me a breakdown about 
a lot of the Middle East, like Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, all of these places. And to be completely, utterly honest, all of those places blend together in my head. I have no idea what the difference between any of those places is. I have no idea like sort of who was involved in what and like what, um, like which places, like I, I really don't know anything. And so he sort of broke it down and gave me like a 20 minute lecture on all of it. And it was actually really helpful and it was surprisingly interesting. I found myself super interested and I want to know more about the various countries in the Middle East. And I think that that's incredible that a book is what prompted that, that I was reading this book. That's just this like you know, story about these two women and whatever, but like now I have this urge to know more. And not only that, but I feel like I have sort of misunderstood a lot of things about the Middle East for a very long time. And I think that that is sort of the general consensus as far as people in the United States. I don't think we have a very good grasp over the Middle East at all. I don't think that we understand some of the things that happened or some of the things that led up to 9-11 or some of the things that... um are just involved in, to be honest, any country that's not our own, because I know that I don't, and I, I think that I'm a fairly educated human, so the fact that um, there are things that I can honestly say that I just don't know or didn't know, um, I think that I'm probably in the majority that there's just a lot of people that don't know and don't understand and have never thought about it before and have never thought to look into it or understand it better. And so because of this book, I now have this big interest in the Middle East and understanding the differences and understanding sort of the things that um, have happened in these countries and stuff like that and to know a little bit better. And that's really exciting. And um, that's something that I to like circle back to the fact that I'm graduating, I would love to keep going in school. And that's something that maybe further down the road, like I might do depending on our like financial situation and things like that, you know, to just throw money at school for no reason. It's not exactly the smartest thing, but, um, I definitely could be in school forever. I love school. And that's something that I've kind of been worried about is like no longer learning because typically, Whatever classes I'm in at the time, I'm super engaged and I'm super involved. In, and my husband and I have super lengthy conversations about various things. Currently, I'm in an economics class, so we've been talking a lot about economics. I've been really interested in like trade and how trade works, and I find that totally fascinating. If you listen to the podcast where we sort of talked about that, like I'm just very interested in the way that trade works right now. So I sort of get very engrossed in whatever I'm learning about, and I'm worried that I'm going to learn, I'm not going to be learning and I'm not going to have like subjects that I'm focused on because I'm not going to be in school anymore. So I'm really glad that there are books like this out there that are sort of engaging and encompassing in a way that you just want to learn more about the topic. And I'm super thankful that I have a husband that knows most answers to the questions that I have. And if he doesn't know, he immediately will go and search for them and he will find the answers. Um, I will sort of sit on something and there will be something that I'll always kind of wonder, but I won't be proactive and go and look for it. He will immediately look it up and like look up more stories and learn even more about something if he doesn't know about it. Um, I'm on a way big tangent right now, but I always tease him because he will read an article and it will mention some celebrity that he's never heard of and then he'll go and 
look up an article about that celebrity and learn who that celebrity is and then he'll go and like listen to all of their music like he just is very he is like Elle Woods in Legally Blonde when she's like reading one book and then she has to go and get the dictionary to read that book and then she's got to go and get the dictionary and like she's got to break it down like in that way like he's very much like that where he's got to go through all the steps and he's got to read as much as possible and learn as much as possible and I just like really appreciate that I have him as a husband because he brings a lot to my life especially as far as learning and stuff is involved so anyway back to this book it was really interesting. It was really engaging. And something else that I really liked about it is I read a lot of books that are by white women, to be honest. And a lot of the stories are the same, especially like the romance books or the teen books or whatever. Like it's the same thing. There's a girl, there's a boy, blah, 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 like whatever. And it sort of follows the same formula. And it was really nice to read a book that was a completely different formula. It was in a completely different culture. And because it was in a different culture, the story was just so different from any other book that I've been reading recently. It just is a completely different story. And like I really attribute that to it being about a completely different culture, a completely different country, and people that do things in a different way. And so I really appreciate reading a book by someone that is not the same as me. And I think that's kind of the whole point. And that's why on these like pop sugar challenges, they put like read a book by a person of color or read a book by a woman or read a book by a woman of color. Like they put these prompts out there. So you do experience things outside of what you normally read. And that's a big reason why I'm doing this challenge is because I want to read books that are not typically books that I would read and I want to sort of push myself to read books that are outside of my comfort zone because when you do you stumble upon things like this that this book was just really good it was it was really incredible and the story was really good and it made me appreciate my situation way more and um I didn't cry at the end but it was it was very like just emotional and a very important and powerful book, I feel like. And um, there's also a part which I found interesting. We just watched Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu, which that show, it's like the show is good, but also like all the characters are awful, to be completely honest. Like it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like every single episode we were like, okay, really? But we also really liked it. So it's like, I don't know. They did a good job, I guess. But in that one of the weddings, they have the ceremony where they put the mirror down and the couple sees themselves in the mirror for the first time. And I was like, as like man and wife, and I was like, that's cute. And Tommy was like, no, it's not. It's really not. He's like, it's not a good it doesn't come from like a good like tradition and whatever and that that element was in this book there was a marriage and it was like this girl that was way too young and she was not excited about this marriage and she saw him in the mirror and it was just like not good and i it was just so it was so crazy that it was like i just we had just seen that episode and then i watched i read this book and it happened and um i understood like sort of what was going on and it just like it helps you understand things. You know, we watch movies and TV shows and things that are about other cultures, but maybe we don't fully, like, I just was like, oh, that's like a neat thing that they do in their culture when they get married. Like, I never would have thought twice about it, but um, for him to say like, oh, it's not actually, and then for me to read about it in a book, like right after that, it was just like, 
I don't know. So anyway, long story, very, very long. Um, this book was really good. Khaled Hussaini is a very good author. Um, he writes in a way that you just are engaged and you want to keep going. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I'm talking so much. Um, I'm like coughing. So he just writes in a way that you just want to be engaged and you want to listen and you want to keep going. And I want to actually reread The Kite Runner because I don't think I probably appreciated that book as much as I could have or should have when I read it in high school. And then he also has a book, um, something about a mountain that I've also heard is good. So I'm going to read that as well. And I'm just really appreciative that my sister needed this book read because I would have probably never read it. So thank you. And if you read any of the books that I talked about this month, you should definitely read that one. The next book I read was The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. I read this, I actually listened to this as an audiobook, but I read this because I saw that the movie was coming out and it's been on my list for a while, but I just haven't gotten to it. And then I was like, oh, the movie's coming out. Amy Adams was gonna be in it. So I was like, I need to do that because I have to read the book first, obviously. Um, who knows when the movie comes out now because of quarantine, but anyway. It was not very good. Um, it's basically just this woman who has agoraphobia. I think I'm saying that right. She is stuck in her house. She can't leave her house. She doesn't want to leave her house. And she just watches people from the window and she sees something kind of shady and like all this stuff and whatever. I feel like it just was not very good. It was very, very long and it was just boring and nothing really happens. And it was sort of obvious what was going to happen. And then they sort of wrap up the ending in this weird way that doesn't exactly make sense. And it just seems kind of silly. And, um, I, to be honest, it reminded me a lot of the girl on the train by Paula Hawkins. I listened to that as an audiobook as well, and I feel like that was way, way, way better. Um, I feel like it's very similar. There's a lot of drinking involved, and both of the authors, or both of the narrators are unreliable narrators, and they both see something of a similar nature, and they both handle it, and it's, and it's just, I feel like if you're only going to read one, if you haven't read The Girl on the Train, you should read that one, because that one is way better than this one, and you can just save yourself, and you don't have to read this one. Um... But yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's like surprising that I was able to finish it at all. And as the audiobook, like I wanted to listen to it on an audiobook because I was worried that it was going to be kind of like spooky or like scary or something like that. It seemed like it was a little creepy and I wanted to be able to like turn it off and like not think about it versus like having the words swimming in my head sort of thing. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but that was my justification. But the woman reading it on the audiobook was very breathy and it sounded like she was narrating a porno and it was just bizarre. It was like this older woman with this like breathy voice and it was just at one point I like walked past my husband while listening to it and I was like almost embarrassed because it was just so like breathy. I don't know. And her like men's voices were just like, nah, well, nah, nah, nah. like it just like, oh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't recommend this book. I don't, I think you could watch the movie. The movie's probably going to do a better job and just leave it at that. Um, if you haven't read the girl on the train, I recommend that one. I think you should read that one because that one was actually pretty good. The next book that I did not finish is the mother-in-law by Sally Hepworth. I have wanted to read this for a while. I think my friend Sarah read it and she said she really liked it, but I was really bored. This book is by an author from Australia, I believe, and 
I feel like the books by authors from Australia, I think Leanne Moriarty, I think she's also from Australia. I feel like these books are very large for no reason usually. I feel like they have to give a ton of detail and they have to give you a ton of like background and all this stuff. And I feel like they just, they fill it up with stuff that doesn't matter and they take away from the story that's actually kind of interesting. Um, even though I really like Big Little Lies and some of her other books, a lot of her books I feel like and she's not the person that wrote this book. This is a different author. But I feel like a lot of her books, it's just like there's so much buildup and there's so much like background stuff that's not as important. And it just like you kind of lose like the focus of like the story actually being interesting. I feel like that was sort of the situation with this book. Like there was just so much that I just I was so bored. I just like I just didn't care to keep going. They were flashing back and forth between like the this main woman and her mother-in-law and I feel like that was fine and I feel like their dynamic was interesting and I feel like the whole premise was very interesting but it was just not enjoyable for some reason and um I figured out like all these other books I feel like I figured out what was happening in the book and I figured out like what the plot twist was going to be and whatever and I sort of scrolled to the end of the book to like see if I was correct and I was and it was just like there was not a big like I don't know it just was kind of a letdown so um I did read most of this book I got through like a very large portion maybe two-thirds of the way through but I just didn't feel like suffering through it anymore, so I had to call it quits. I am getting sick of hearing my voice at this point, so hopefully this podcast isn't completely derailed. I'm only like halfway through, and you're probably like, what the fuck, bitch? You've been talking for an hour already. So, um, the next book I read is After We Fell by Anna Todd. It's the third book in the series. It's also the longest book in the series. It was like over 800 pages, and I'm not kidding. Um, I think the first book was like 500 or 600 and the next book was like 600 or 700 and then this one was 800. I swear to God, the next one better be shorter. This book was so long. Um, this book actually out of all three of the books I've read so far in her series, this book was my favorite. Um, this book is by far the least toxic out of all the three. So that's good. And then I just sort of like the things that happen in this book. I like that they're maturing a, a little bit. I feel like a lot of it is kind of wish fulfillment because there's some things that happen that just, it doesn't seem very normal. There's a lot of this like, oh, well this will work and this will work and like, we'll just do this. And it just like, there's just a lot of stuff that it just seems a little bit like, okay, well in real life it wouldn't actually work this way, but because it's a book, it's like, whatever, you just ignore it. Um, but I, I really like it. I feel like they've kind of got their shit together a little bit more and they're kind of working through things a little bit better. Um, there's like less fighting and it's less toxic, like I said, and I just, I just think it's a little bit better. Um, like I mentioned when I was talking about the goddess test series, I have realized that I like it when characters are together and I don't like it when they're kept apart for a whole book. So that being said, I think I've discovered why it is that I like these books and why I keep reading them. Yes, they're toxic and yes, some of their fights are like not okay, but they make up very quickly. Like they fight and then they fix it and then they fight and then they fix it and they fight and there's not a period where they are just apart for a very, very long time. 
they get their shit together and then they keep going. And that's the stuff that I like. I like the them together sort of thing. So like the more they fight, it's like, okay, whatever. But like the fact that they resolve it and then they keep going, like that's sort of what I like about the books. I think I I like that the characters that are together are together for most of the book, even though they do have their issues, they end up together. Um, and I sort of think, even though I don't think that's necessarily healthy or that's like real life per se, I think that that's kind of how I am in my life. I will fight with someone, my husband, a family member, a friend, whatever, and then I'm over it very quickly and I just want to like keep it moving and most people aren't that way, I guess. So I don't know if it's just like a me thing that I just like that they resolve their issues and then they carry on together. I don't know, but I think that that is a big draw for me and why I like these books as much as I do, even though they are kind of a train wreck. Um, And this one being the longest, I actually feel like I got through this one maybe the fastest or the quickest um, because it was just the most entertaining to me and it was the most like, it was the best out of the three so far, I feel like. I'm very curious to see. I'm pretty sure the next book is the last book. I think there's a fifth book, but it's like, before and it's just like told from Hardin's point of view and I I don't really care about that but I'm sure I'll probably read it but I think that this book is supposed to be the final and there's a lot of shit that's supposed to happen that they need to wrap up so I'm I'm curious to see how she does that and I hope that it doesn't mean that it's a thousand pages but I'm pretty sure that this book is the longest I think she said that one of the books was 800 pages so I'm pretty sure that this is the longest um and I hopefully will be able to read the next book next month and be done and whatever. I'm still very excited to see the second movie. I don't know when that's coming out. I don't know how they're doing that, but I'm very excited to see that because I think that that will be really good and I'm excited for the people that are going to be in it and um, still just like super engrossed in this series. If you haven't read it yet, um, it's a train wreck, but I don't know, maybe it gets better. We'll see. The next book I read was probably the most disappointing this month. I read In Five Years by Rebecca Sorrell. I don't know how you say her last name, but um, she is the author of The Dinner List, which I didn't finish. Um, It was basically like if you could go to dinner with five people, who would it be sort of thing? And then it was like a back and forth story about the people and the, the dinner and whatever. And I didn't really like it. It was kind of boring. Um, I think the idea was really cool, but I just was kind of bored. And so I stopped reading it. I did really like, there was this one part where, um, this couple had been together for a really long time and they were like, what's your secret? And he, like the guy was like, both of us didn't want a divorce at the same time. And I thought that was kind of funny. Cause I think that that's kind of relatable. Like one of you is like ready to be done and like had it with the person's shit. But then the other one is like the one holding it together for you and like whatever. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Um, but anyway, so she also wrote this book and I was so excited. I've seen so many people talking about it. I've seen people talking about how it made them cry. My mom read it and my mom loved it. And I just have seen like so much about this book, so much hype. And so I was really excited and I was so disappointed. Um, the first three chapters, I was in it. I was like, 
I'm going to read this book in one straight sitting. I was like this, I'm, uh, it was so exciting to me. I was so like invested. And I think that the idea was really great. It's basically like this girl who's got this life. She's all put together. She's been with this guy. They get engaged. She gets this new job. She's like on the track to do everything she wants and like whatever. And she sees herself in five years, like fully put together, blah, 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 whatever. And then she like wakes up and she's in this weird apartment in this different life and it's five years in the future and it's like a completely different situation and she's with a completely different guy and it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then when she wakes up, she's back in her life again and she tries to forget it and it's sort of just like about leading up to that moment in five years and it's really, really smart. Like I think like the premise of the book is so, so smart but the whole middle of the book is so stupid. There's a lot of stuff that's really, really pointless. There is a character that you're supposed to, I guess that's what you're supposed to be sad about. The character is so unlikable and I'm super frustrated that there's so much emphasis put on this character and her relationship with this character because this character is not great and the fact that it's like all about I don't know it's oh it made me so frustrated um and it just there was a lot of stuff there was a situation where she has this like job and she has to go and like there's no point like that is not pertinent to the story at all there's no reason to include any of that stuff that's happening because it doesn't propel the story in any way um, it's just like literally thrown in for nothing. So it's just, there's just, I just had a big problem with a lot of the stuff and it's sort of drug on in the middle and a book that I thought I was going to read in one sitting, it sort of took me a little bit longer because I was super bored in the middle of it. The ending is not what I would have preferred. It's not what I thought was going to happen, but I can respect it and I do think the ending was good. So I really like the beginning and I really like the end, but the middle is awful and to be completely honest, like you can read it because it is not very long. It's like 200 pages, but it's just, it's just not as good as it could have been. And it's really frustrating because I feel like this author has really good ideas, but she just doesn't execute them in a good way, or she doesn't execute them in a way that could make them like phenomenal books. And maybe that's just my opinion. I talked to my mom about this afterwards and she did not agree. She also read Where the Crawdads Sing and she liked it. So, you know, we don't trust mom's opinion anymore. But I don't know. I, I had her really high hopes and I feel like this book could have been way better. And I really hope that there's someone that I can end up talking to about this book that agrees with me because... <sighs> it was such a disappointment. I was so excited. I heard so much good things about this book and what a letdown. I tell you, what a letdown. The next book that I did not finish is probably going to get me some grief by some people, but it's American Royals by Catherine McGee. I was very excited to read this book. It was on hold five ever. It was on hold forever. And I could not wait to read it. I heard so many good things about it. I had friends of mine that had read it that were so excited to talk about it. And I was so excited. It seemed so interesting. And the cover seemed just like made it seem really flashy and fun. And I had no idea what it was about. I feel like that's been like a common thing is I haven't been reading what books have been about and I've just been reading them. And that's probably a problem, but 
Um, I've just like wanted to be surprised all the way through. <clears throat> and that's easy to do with books that you read as ebooks, I think, because you're not getting like a back cover sort of situation. You're just kind of getting the book as it is. So, I mean, you could go, but sometimes it's like, I feel like sometimes it's hard to find a good synopsis of a book because you don't want too much information. You don't want to know what happens, but like sometimes you end up on Amazon and the, the, the situation is like really long or you end up good on Goodreads and you accidentally see something that's like a spoiler and it's just like, <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of hard to find a synopsis that's actually a synopsis and it's not like a whole summary of the whole book. So that is another downfall I have about ebooks. I requested this from the library actually a billion years ago, but as I mentioned, the library is closed, so I never got it. But anyway, I just want to read what's on the inside of the jacket. You know what I mean? I don't want a summary that's telling me everything, whatever. Anyway, so this book is basically if America didn't have a democracy and we didn't have presidents, it's if we separated from England and we decided to have our own um, kings and queens and whatever and it's kind of the lineage like George Washington was like the first king and like so on and so on so it's it's an interesting concept but it wasn't good I don't know it wasn't bad um it's basically like if Gossip Girl met the crown which I like both equally I really like Gossip Girl I remember liking the books I actually kind of want to reread the books because I never read all of them. Um, the books were way different than the show, of course. But anyway, I really like Gossip Girl book and show. I really like The Crown. I think The Crown is an incredible show. If you haven't watched The Crown on Netflix, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast because you should be watching The Crown. But it was very similar. Um, like there's two sisters and some of the elements are the same as The Crown. And... Um, I don't know. It I couldn't I couldn't pull my brain away from thinking about the crown while I was reading this book. And um it was like I liked it, but it just felt kind of silly at some point and like a lot of the characters, like most of the characters are involved in like weird love triangles and it just seemed like it just seemed very repetitive that like this person's in a love triangle and this person's in a love triangle and this and it just I don't know. I it just blah, blah, blah. the chapters were also super long. I think if the chapters were short, I think I probably would have just like suffered through and gotten through this. There's a second book that is coming out soon, and um, I would have been excited to read that as well. But I like I just couldn't finish it. I might. I haven't looked to see what happens, so I might go back and try to finish this at some point down the line. But I as of right now, didn't finish it, and I don't exactly care to. The next book I read was Wilder Girls by Rory Power, and this book was interesting to read right now because it is about a girls' school on the island, on an island in Maine that is quarantined because they have a weird toxin that is spreading in their school and on their island. So I feel like it's a very timely book to be reading right now while you're in quarantine. Um, if I weren't in quarantine, I don't know that I would have cared about this book, to be completely honest. I just thought it was kind of interesting. They mentioned the CDC, and there's just sort of parallels to what's going on right now that were just kind of interesting and probably won't ever be a thing again, hopefully. Oh my gosh. But 
It was okay. Um, they kind of, it's kind of very open-ended. Um, a lot of the things that they talk about and even the ending, I'm not sure if there's a sequel that will be out or if they're just supposed to assume like this is what happened and whatever. Um, there are some weird references, like all of the girls end up getting this toxin at different time periods, but it typically happens like puberty. It happens, you know, kind of when you're going through puberty and the first time you get it, as of all the other times you get it, like the girls have different weird reactions. So they get scales on their hands or bruises on their body or boils on their face or whatever. There's like all these weird reactions that girls have. And every time a girl has her first reaction, they give her a gift. And it's sort of like reminded me of like the way that people sometimes treat when girls get their period for the first time, they sort of celebrate it. Like it's like a monumentous occasion. It was sort of the same thing with this. And so it felt like they were kind of alluding to this having something to do with periods or puberty or girls or hormones. And they mentioned that it affects the teachers and the older women differently. And um, I don't know if they were trying to allude to something like that, but then like a boy gets it. So I'm not really sure. Um, And then they do, I do think it's funny. Um, There are girls that are dying, but they're still getting sent the same supplies from a Navy base nearby. And they're still getting sent the same amount of supplies as if the girls were all still alive. So they're getting, you know, all this shampoo and conditioner and they don't need it, but they have it. So everyone has like really good hair in the book. And it was just sort of like a funny thing that I feel like it touched on like in times of like this crisis and quarantine and whatever like the last thing that you care about is how your hair looks especially when you have all these like other abnormalities that are happening to your skin and your body but you know at least we all have good hair like I just thought that was kind of funny especially since it's talking about this puberty thing and like girls care about their appearance and so I just felt like there's some underlying themes and stuff that had to do with that um I think there's also themes about global warming that they're saying because of xyz it sort of defrosted this sort of toxin and stuff like that and whatever um it was okay it wasn't um it wasn't super good and again if I weren't in quarantine right now I don't know that I would have cared to read it to be perfectly honest um but it also ended up fitting a prompt for my challenge there's one that's um a book about someone who has an eye impairment who is like blind or whatever and the main character of this book is blind in one eye the toxin took her eye and it's like sewed up shut or something so it fit for that and so that is great um if you can read it during quarantine maybe read it just because it's kind of interesting to read it um it also I think has this like lord of the flies element and I've never read lord of the flies so that is in my request from the library right now that I want to read that book soon. Um, and then maybe I can compare them because I've never read it, so I don't actually know. But um, it was interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe read a summary of it and decide for yourself. Again, it's very open-ended, so if that frustrates you, you might be frustrated to get to the end and not really have like a good resolution. But it was okay. As I mentioned in the beginning, I read The Hunger Games. I'm rereading them for two reasons. One, because I want to, I'm rereading everything I own apparently. 
Um, and I haven't read them since the first time I read them, I think. And two, because I believe in May, unless something happened because of quarantine, in May there's another book coming out by the same author, Suzanne Collins. It's a, it's called a Panem novel. Panem novel. It's like of snakes and stones or something. I'm not sure if it's like in the future after this is over, if it's like before this happened. Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't read anything about it. I just know that she was coming out with another one. So I was like, hey, may as well read those books again. So I listened to the book as an audiobook and um, sort of the thing with audiobooks, I prefer to listen to books that are by celebrities or books that I've already read or just because it's easier for me to listen if I tune something out um it's easier for me to like catch back on to what's going on I can also read books that are kind of like thrillers in that way um but if it's a book that I need to like read and then like understand if there's a lot happening if they throw a lot at you um, I usually find myself re- like listening to like an hour's worth of the book and realizing I didn't retain anything, so I have to stop. But I figured I wanted to reread these, and since it was something that I had already read, I could just throw it on and listen to it. Um, I don't think the narrator is very good. It's kind of her voice is kind of annoying, but I guess this is just proof that it doesn't matter to me if the narrator sucks. I'll still listen to the book. Um, but I. Um, just felt like instead of rereading it and, you know, whatever, since I have no idea what happened to the books that I physically owned for the Hunger Games, um, I figured it would just be easy to listen to it and I could spend my time reading books in other ways. So, um, I was kind of bored most of this book. It doesn't pick up until the end. And I had said when I read the Divergent books that I feel like I probably like those better than the Hunger Games, and I still feel like I stand by that. I was kind of bored. Nothing really happens until the end. She's kind of alone, and as I've mentioned, this is something I've discovered that I just don't really like it when the characters aren't all forced together. My favorite episodes of TV shows are no exit episodes, which is when all the characters are stuck together, like The Breakfast Club, everybody's in the same everybody's in the same room and like they don't really get to leave and they're all kind of forced to talk and deal with each other those are my favorite episodes of shows so I guess it makes sense that I like the parts in books when all the characters are together I don't like it when they separate off and they all do their own things so um it's kind of boring up until towards the end when she's finally like interacting with other people and then I sort of got more invested and interested and um, then I sort of remembered the things that happened after they win the Hunger Games. I don't know. I don't think the first book is my favorite. And I think I actually really like the second book. I think the second book was really good. But I also know that they work together in the second book. So that would explain why. Um, so we'll see. I think I probably will stand by that I like the Divergent series more than the Hunger Games series. But I mean, it's okay. I don't think they're great. But I think they're probably worth reading. Maybe not for just the first one, though. Maybe just for the second. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But I ended up, after I listened to the book, I own the first movie, like I do with the the Divergent series. I own the first movie of that series as well. And then I, like, never watched the other ones. It was the same thing. I own the first movie of The Hunger Games, and then I never watched the other ones. So... At some point, I guess I'll have to get those. I'm not really sure or watch those or whatever. But 
Um, the movie was also kind of not great. I, I feel like I remember it being very hyped up and everybody was all about Jennifer Lawrence and it was like this really great thing, but I, it it almost felt like a movie that like a teenage boy would watch where there's like action and hunting in the woods and then, I don't know. It was very bizarre to me and I think it's like the only way that they could explain everything that was happening and there was a lot of stuff that they didn't even explain. I was reading something that like Effie Trinket's name is not even mentioned in the movie the whole time and she's a fairly prominent character in the book but they don't even talk about her and there's some other things that they don't explain or talk about and you're just supposed to understand and this is another like reason why you should read the book before you watch movies because they don't fully explain things in movies um but I don't know it was just kind of weird and it's not a movie that I feel like to be honest I kind of thought about like I need to find a way to get rid of this movie because um I don't know that I'll ever want to watch it again after this like it just wasn't I don't know I just didn't think it was that great so we'll see how the next one goes and I'm actually kind of excited to see the second movie because I never saw it so we'll see how that goes the last book that I did not finish is I owe you one by Sophie Kinsella I have not read anything by her I haven't read confessions of a shopaholic or any of those other books um although I think they're like one or two of her books are actually on my to be read list for the pop sugar prompts that I'm doing but this book wasn't this was just a random book I was looking for because some of my holds weren't up yet and I had nothing else to read and I was like whatever I'll just do it um I didn't really read any sort of synopsis about this or whatever I was just like whatever I owe you one sounds cute let's go I guess the premise is this girl I don't even remember her name um she meets this guy and she like does him a favor and he does her a favor and they kind of go back and forth and then obviously they end up together but I got like almost a hundred pages into what is probably only like a 300 page book and nothing had happened yet like she still hadn't had she had met this guy but they had had no interactions or whatever so it's like I am this far into this book and nothing nothing like it just was so silly. There was a lot of explaining about like the store that she works in and her family. And there were all these lines that were repeated over and over. And I just felt like there was so much buildup for no reason. Is her brother that important? Is her sister that important? Is like, there's just, are all these people that important to the story that you have to just spend a hundred pages talking about them? It just, it just seemed unnecessary. And so I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care how this book ends because I'm assuming they end up together. Congratulations. This book was super, super lame. There was nothing. There was no thing, nothing exciting at all. My last book for the month of April is You Are Not Alone by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. This book is maybe tied with In Five Years for the most disappointing book. I, I, I'm going to say In Five Years was more disappointing, but... Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen are incredible authors together. They wrote The Wife Between Us, which if you have not read, please stop what you're doing and go read that because that book was good. Um, They also wrote An Anonymous Girl, which was also okay. I don't think it was as good as The Wife Between Us, but it was still interesting and entertaining. Um, And so this book was super highly, like, Everybody was excited for it to come out, and it was, like, a really big deal. It came out this year, so it's brand new. Um, And it was not great. 
about um, a third of the way in, I figured out what the big like plot twist was going to be. And I actually think The Wife Between Us, I figured it out as well. But it was still entertaining. Um, I figured out the big plot twist for this book. And it was kind of frustrating because I was like, we're doing all this build up. And like we're going through this whole book. And they're not going to reveal it until the very, very end. And it just was like, okay, whatever. Um, I will say this book was entertaining. Um, it's kind of like it kind of makes you jumpy because of the things that happen and you kind of feel like there's someone watching you um, because of the way that the book's set up. So I will say um, I've been going back and forth with my friend Sarah and talking about if she needed to get it or not, if she needed to read it or not. And I think I said like it's not even worth reading, but I think that that's not true. I think that it's kind of entertaining just because it's so like it makes you so jumpy and you are so... um like you're not sure like what's going to happen next sort of thing and there's a there's some parts of it especially towards the end it sort of picked up and I was like hyped I was like on the edge of my seat and I was like okay what's she going to do what's going to happen da, da, da. um so I think that it's like it's okay and it's a fast it's like pretty fast read there's short chapters which I love and I really do like these two authors I think that they do really well together um, I can only imagine how their setup is like I don't know who writes what I don't know if one person picks like the main character and the other person's other I, I really don't know I'd be interested to find out actually but um like I said The Wife Between Us I thought was a pretty good book and it was way different from anything that I had read before until I read The Last Mrs. Parish, which or the yeah The Last Mrs. Parish, which is like the same premise but um I don't know I it's probably worth a read I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't more exciting because I thought this was gonna be like super super good but it was I don't know. If you've read their other books, you should probably read it just because it's entertaining. But um, it's super obvious and it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just okay, I guess. Just okay. So those are all the books that I read or attempted to read in the month of April. Hopefully in the month of May, I will read even more books than I read this month. I don't know if quarantine is over, then maybe I will not have as much time, but we'll see. Um, I am starting a temporary sort of nanny position because everything else has been in limbo and kids always need nannies. Um, but I was supposed to start this week and I'm not because of quarantine. So who knows when that will happen? I don't know what's going on. I know nobody else does. Um, but I think for next month, I'm going to try to finish some of these series, the Broken Hearts, Fences, and Other Things to Men series, the Hunger Games series, the After series, um, and read some of those. And then I still have the rest of the pop sugar prompts that I need to go through but those are books that are probably more outside of my comfort zone and I would do better reading a physical book I feel like I quit ebooks a lot faster than I quit physical books because I don't want to disappoint the physical books um so we'll see I'm not really sure I don't have a plan I'm if I haven't mentioned this already which I don't think I have or if it hasn't been made obvious until now I'm a mood reader and I can only read something that I'm in the mood for and I have to really want to be in that mindset to read that book so you know that's why I read a lot of like fluffy books in between things because I need something to sort of switch gears and stuff like that so 
Um, I'm not exactly sure what I plan to read next month, but we will see. I don't exactly like to make plans and like make a list of the books that I plan to read because I, I will never stick to it. I like to have options and choose and things like that. Um, so we'll see. I did start, I started this Norton anthology of literature. Um, and I have not hardly made a dent. Um, I'm like halfway through Beowulf and I have just put it down and not picked it back up, but I, um, I'm reading it because I have to read an anthology for one of my prompts and it's not a very big one. I have like six from various classes that I've taken and those are all really big, but this one is like not as many pages, so I should be able to read this whole entire book. Um, but it's probably just going to take me a while. I still have not finished reading the, um, book of awesome women that has like, it's just like an encyclopedia of women that have done great things. Um, it's just something that I've sat down and not exactly picked back up. And my husband and I are still reading the library book. I don't think that we actually picked it up once in the month of April, which is terrible because we're both home. I mean, he's still going in and cleaning and stuff at work, but, um, I mean, we're, we're seeing each other every single day, which never happens. So you would think that we would be able to finish a fucking book, but, um, we haven't. So maybe we'll try to work on that. And, um, I don't know. There's a handful of books that I have on my bookshelf that I can supplement in between some eBooks, but then it's going to be bleak because I'm running out of books. I think as of right now, the library is supposed to open sometime in May, but that could change. So who knows? Um, but yeah, until next time, ciao.